Couldn't use your last name. Every, Can't wait to talk about that. Every aesthetic that I wanted was already taken. Oh, in the Instagram. I see. All right. Instagram. All right. That story and more coming up. Roll it, Hal. <laughs> Oh, there you go. See, look, I told you I knew it wasn't going well. <laughs> Gotta be I'll, some... sh- I'll show you. And Gotta... this is how we're doing the show for now. Hi, my name is Jay Ryan. This is the... Oh. You <laughs> can't even see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having fun already. I love those days. Oh, my. It's the Thursday show. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody else. Let's see. Bring it in here, Mrs. Ryan. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the old late night playset. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan, and today is Thursday, August twenty second, two thousand nineteen. I can't believe we're. I just can't believe it. I, it, it. Everything they say, kids, is true. When you get older, the time just goes way faster. Yeah, like sixty minutes. It, <laughs> it's like it happens by the minutes, and then seems like the days eventually, like the days click by. Yeah. Oh, well, we're back. We're back in the old late night place. What's happening, Mrs. Ryan? How are you today? A little better than yesterday. Yeah, you look fantastic. I like your new uh, Hunziker RS shirt there. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy the three quarter length. It's a baseball shirt. Yeah, I love that. Looks really good on you, too. Thank you. Uh, Where do we pick up from yesterday, folks? Let's see. Uh, I guess the Ralph's guy is what we have to talk about. Um, where, Where did you? All right. Well, we told a story on the show yesterday about uh, a Ralph's delivery uh, experience that I had that has we've done, I don't know how many times in the past, that has been wonderful. Seamless. Wonderful. We, we talk about it on the show. I write good reviews for them online. Like, it's always been a great thing, and it really helps us with the given situation that we have. Anyway, um, then had a not-so-great experience, and it really did come down to the person doing the work and uh, came down to, like, oh, I can now – tip the person and leave a review and what would you do blah 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 um you remember the story mrs ryan what would you do coincidentally mrs ryan was on that show as a kid it used to be hosted by mark summers after double dare called what would you do she was actually on it as a kid with her family but what would you do in this case mrs ryan uh yeah i still would just leave money the same and then write a harshly strongly worded review of the situation and I would like to add, there was a really bad strawberry red on top. So I watched it back yesterday, and it's like, no, no, that was obvious. Yeah. No, there was a lot of stuff that was obvious. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, a few people chimed in with comments and, and, and what they would do or suggestions with what I could do, some of which seemed a little bit far-fetched. It was almost like people just trying to be creative. And then Paul Kennel came up with a good one as well. And I don't know. Um, I will tell you what I did because I was going to run out of time. Um, I was, oh, I was, I did it already because, um, whatever my, the math was off because of the Steve Maison day and blah, blah, blah. And the day we told it and the day, the whole thing. So, uh, anyway, I had to act already. So I've acted, I've acted, I've made a move. And, uh, are you curious to know what it is? Very. I'm not very proud of it. All right. I don't feel bad about it. I, I feel like I didn't have a move. So I did what I could do, Okay. which was split the difference right down the board. Uh, Joshua B got 
three out of five stars, which actually is more than half. It's three-fifths, which is nice. Um, and then it said, oh, sorry, why? I'm sorry you had such a bad experience, you know, because they, they would prefer the five stars, of course. It said, what, what went wrong? And then, of course, it was the products. It was the store. It was, the client, it was different things and it was, or the service. And I said, click service, and then it gives you different options. Was it uh, server uh, friendliness? I, yes, that was an issue. <laughs> Was it server? Was it uh, accuracy of shopping from the from the shopper? I said, yes, that was definitely an issue. Uh, was it uh, something about just the service that the shopper provided? And I was like, yes, that was an issue. So I checked all three of those things. Okay. And then when it came to the tip, I I cut it in half because I didn't know what to do. I I wanted the part of me of like I didn't get the service that I paid for wanted to not pay for it. But then I was like, well, he could have been having a bad day or whatever, benefited the doubted the hell out of it. And I was like, well, I would just leave it. But I wouldn't have felt good about that. And then I would have maybe not used their service in the future or I would have, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to go the whole dirty review thing and everything. So I basically, I went half with the stars, half with the tip, made it five bucks instead of 10. Uh, And I feel, I feel, I feel good about what I did. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's not, there's no resolution, but I feel good about the move because I feel I didn't have a move. So with that, I feel like I almost went diplomatic and was like, okay, we'll, we'll cut the bicycle in half. <laughs> I feel like you were honest about your situation and I want, diplomatic. Yeah, I, I, nice. Obviously, I would have preferred the whole thing had gone differently. Right. Is what it is. So that's what I did. I love that's you. That's the kind of guy I am. You're a great dude. I, I didn't want uh, anything bad to happen to the guy because like i said who knows what his story is he didn't tell me if he had said hey sorry i'm having a bad day like sometimes the guy at the grocery store will tell you um you know no big deal man i know what that's like no big deal yeah maybe you get more tip from that from being honest anyway that's what's going on with me mrs ryan that's what happened uh i've got only a couple things to play and uh, one thing to do because i don't think i got you know what? I'm going to set this up while we play our TBT Okay. Today. Our TBT is brought to you by the Carson Chan, Mr. Watch Guy, the Carson Chan. <clears throat> We've been hanging out with him a lot lately. He's in Hong Kong now, so I guess we won't get the chance again until next year. But we had been hanging out with him a lot, and he said he loves our story, and he said, please keep telling your story. So with that, this was something done by uh, Patrick Sayer. And coincidentally edited by our friend Girk, too, over at Grandson Creative. And this was awesome. a little thing. I think it was supposed to – originally it was supposed to be more than what it is. Uh, so this will come across kind of as a little teaser. But either way, you get the idea because you know us now. Roll it, Hal. TBT. It was around the holidays of last year. You'd gotten really sick, and it was uh... – it's a really scary time. We thought we should totally go get a new car. <laughs> it was just such a leap of faith getting that car and doing it together and, and finding something to be excited about that it really turned around our whole life. Every time we get in the car, it's always special. We've sort of redefined ourselves because of our newly found Porsche life. We worked in the entertainment business for a long time. It's where you make movies. It's where you make beautiful things. It's very easy to sort of get sucked into that becoming your life. So anytime that you can sort of find something that gets you outside of that, it's something that you should follow. What I love about having the Porsche is that 
it's not just going to go somewhere. Like really, say, the destination is almost unimportant. me feel the way I feel than when I'm behind the wheel of the 911. It literally gives your soul a facelift because it lets you see things in a different way. That's what we need in our life, some positivity, some happiness, some cheer, some sunshine. I feel like that's what we got. <laughs> it brought passion back. It's our experience together with the car that has allowed us to regrow our life together. Woohoo! This is wrong. <laughs> oh, it gets me every time. Yeah, it does. How you doing? I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> you don't look fine. <laughs> I'm fine. They're happy tears. <laughs> <laughs> I know that to be true. I know that to be true, but it's still. That's great. Good for you. Uh, all right. So now uh, I'm supposed to have an East Coast feed for you. I talked to the Kazman this morning. I don't have an East Coast feed for you, but I wanted one specifically because the Kazman and Brooke are down in Florida with Uncle Mike for the annual Kazman birthday party. Now it's Kazman's birthday on Saturday, August 24th. Send all gifts to Ridgefield BMW. He'll get them when he retrieves back when he returns back <laughs> in Connecticut. Uh, but I didn't want us to miss the opportunity to maybe even talk to the Kaz man. So I thought I would try this. Nice. Well, I don't know that this will work, but we'll see if we can't actually get the Kaz man. Can you hear him through there? Mm-hmm. Great. You hear the rain. So we'll see. At the very least, we'll all leave a message for the Kaz man here. Probably out like in the pool or something. It's three uh, thirty there, three fifteen there. Oh yeah, Brooke, get your hat. Hey, you guys, leave a message later. <laughs> the mailbox is full and cannot. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, you're just gonna have to believe us then. I guess when you watch the show, son of a gun. I thought we'd be able to do a whole thing for you, buddy. All we right. Tried. Yep, that's that. Well, happy birthday, Kaz, man. I don't know which one it is, but uh, happy birthday to you. We were going to sing in the whole thing. I'm certainly not going to sing into a camera without you on the other line. Do not even expect that to happen. There's just no chance in hell that that happened. Uh, but we love Carson Chan. We love Brooke and the Kaz, man. We love Uncle Mike. Uh, and Susan, of course, down there at Club Suzette in uh, where are they? West Palm Beach. West Palm, I believe. Down in Florida. So that's awesome. it, Mrs. Ryan. I have uh, oh one other thing, but it'll be really quick. Let's do Dave it. Dave Watch. Dave, Dave Watch 2019. Watch 2019. I'm putting an X across 22 because we have not heard anything else from earlier this week. But, 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 please do not let that dampen the spirits because we are all riding very high on the news from earlier this week. So I want to just speed through this to show we have to do it, um, that we, Dave is not sitting here today. But uh, still great news it's this week. It's in the air, man. Yeah. Gonna happen. Yeah. Don't know when. Gonna happen. I think so, too. Now it's time to ask the question. (laughs) It's on everyone's mind, Mrs. Ryan. (laughs) Da-dun-da-dun. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? (laughs) 
There is a national park called the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, and it's in uh, North Carolina and Tennessee. I guess it borders both of them. Sure is. Beautiful highway that leads up to it. You've seen it on Top Gear. Oh, right. Okay. It's very pretty. Well, a young lady borrowed a stone from there on a class trip, took it with her. I don't think you're supposed to do that. You're not. It's illegal. But she sent it back with a letter saying, oh. sorry, it was so pretty there. I wanted to take a souvenir, but that's not right. Sounds familiar. Uh-huh. And so she sent a note, and the the National Park Department thanked her for being up front and used it as a FYI to everyone else not to take stuff. Yes, that's how it could have gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, for everyone Thanks else, there's salamanders one. and fish that get disturbed when you move rocks. So heads up. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Well, I think yeah, anything, anything. Gets there was disturbed. a huge. They have a huge salamander down there. <laughs> it's like a foot long. It's so big. <laughs> so almost a Komodo dragon. Yeah, just maybe don't move the rocks. That's where their eggs are. Um, reducing stress. Stress impedes healing. Right. Sure, that's yeah. kind of everyone yes. really knows that part. Yes. And that's been studied a lot in. You heal with your mind and the stress keeps you away from thinking about that stuff. So I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah. And stress it, is a distraction. It's really. Our, what it Brittany went, and I were talking about that. It's like I'm I, I that's part of why I don't like when people ask me questions. It's like there's so much stress that I have to deal with that people don't know about that. Like, I don't want to talk about all that. But animals. It, you have a, if I may, you have a different barometer in life than other people. You have you look you're precious with your time because you don't know how much you have and the quality of it while you have it. So, why would you want to talk about something that isn't either interesting or stimulating or benefiting or you know anything whatever? So I think that it's understandable that you are the way you are. I think once you're more comfortable with it, uh, I think everything will improve. I know that's not part of your story, but this is between you and me and everybody else. I think you're right, and I'm working really hard on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you are, and it's awesome because people, everybody can see. Thank you. Everybody says. Well, to that point, <laughs> thanks everyone for bringing your dogs out because I'm not inherently a dog person, but no. I do enjoy seeing all of them around. It's the happiness. Uh, I saw you start it with the Malibu Kitchen, and then Jeff's wore it with Jezebel, and now yeah. I've seen it with other people. It's great. It's pretty rad. Um, but so, okay. So stress impedes healing, Bob. We all know that. But, uh, and that's been studied in a lot of different ways. But the military is finally saying, okay, let's implement something with what we've learned from all these studies. Like, how can we integrate animals into the healing process so that soldiers aren't more stressed out when they fly home to get fixed? So in the aeromedical staging areas and local domestic transport, they're bringing in animals. Like therapy animals for the for this. Dogs that have been trained to like, you know, sit with people and, and it brings Stay their core. Yeah. It keeps their cortisol levels down. No, and no it, chihuahuas. <laughs> what, it, as far as I know. But some of them are little dogs. So it oh. helps with keeping their cortisol levels down. It keeps them preoccupied with something that they have empathy for these animals so it's interesting again though essentially it's, it distracts from the stress back to your earlier one yeah takes away from the stress so that they can have good calm happy thoughts and then heal themselves that is what the whole nice impetus theme. of the nice study theme. yeah i'm going yeah it's yo man i'm doing what my part um okay there is something that Probably people have seen this. I might be late to the party, but it's going to start touring. It's called That Golden Girls Show. Oh, no. And it's puppets. Oh, my. 
Uh, yeah, it was an off-Broadway show a couple years ago, and now it's going to be touring around the Midwest. Do we know what – are we talking marionette-type puppets? Are we talking – you know what I mean? Like Team America, or are we talking about more like Muppet, you know, hand puppets? The trailer you know? I saw, they did not seem to be marionettes. Mm-hmm. They seemed to be – More sock pu- – more hand puppets. Yeah, you couldn't really see people – doing stuff but yeah i mean that was it, it it's supposedly a little raunchier than the show but it's puppets so i, I would love to talk to someone that goes to see this because i really am super curious but all the main people are do we know is it coming to a city near you it's on tour is that what you said it's on tour across the midwest okay so they're in new hampshire michigan and like <laughs> No, that's not to- technically the Midwest New Hampshire, but uh, it's not in the big cities. It's, it's not New York it's all, or LA. It's all good. <laughs> Whatever. Or you can go to that that goldengirlshow.com. Uh, and then lastly, there was an eight-year-old. The goldengirlshow.com is definitely probably how you should get your information. The goldengirlshow.com. Is that what you said? Is that what you said? Yes, okay, I the believe so. That's where we'll throw people. Or Google is a really nice tool. All right, all right. Um, lastly, there is a... <laughs> In Germany, <laughs> on the Autobahn, an eight-year-old took his parents, his mother's Volkswagen out. It was an automatic, but was like, I just wanted to drive a little bit. It was around midnight, and she called the cops and was like, I don't know what to do. And he it was on like an 86-mile-an-hour zone where he went. And he, to his credit, he was eight years old. He pulled over and like put his headphones on in a parking lot was like, I, I just wanted to drive. I didn't know that it would be that fast. <laughs> Smacks of a story. And it's funny, of course, I'm going to go harken back to Letterman, but there was a guy, and this is the old show, I think. I don't remember. I don't want to say, but at some point in the, in the 90s or 80s Letterman, there was a kid named Rocco something. Kid's all grown up now. <laughs> Rocco, come be on our show, Rocco. Rocco something. I'm going to look it up. But he, he, his little, he was a little kid, like five or six, same as what you're talking about. And his little sister wanted to go for a drive. So he, got he put her in the car and they went for a drive and he got pulled over by the police <laughs> and he's like oh so what happened you what happened did you know what how did you know the police were behind you i saw the lights in the mirror it's like so so what did you do when the, when the, when you saw the lights in the mirror i pulled over it was it was absolutely brilliant i wish i wish i knew you were doing that i would have put a clip up um, oh my. but i'm gonna i'm gonna look for it in the future it's great it's so that's funny. really funny and the kid's okay and the car's okay everything amazingly worked out without incident same fantastic Bravo. Yeah, so. Hey, that's been <laughs> What's Going On, Mrs. Ryan? Good job. All right, I neglected to tell you all about our uh, guest earlier, or did I talk? We talked about her name, and that was about it. That, that was, was before it. the show, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, I neglected to tell you who our guest is. It is Brittany Hamilton. Brittany Hamilton is uh, no stranger to the Porsche community here in Los Angeles, uh, but if you are watching from outside that area, you're going to learn all about her today. Uh, she is a photographer. She is into cars. She is into fashion. Uh, she's into a lot of the cool stuff that the kids are into, so we're going to hear all about it from her. Uh, just a few minutes, Mrs. Ryan, after this break. Brittany will be sitting in that chair right there. We're excited to talk to her. More to come right after this.
is what it is. Right, Mrs. Ryan? Yes. All right. Bring it back here. All right, we are back with Brittany Hamilton. Hi, Brittany Hamilton. Hi. I'm so confused by calling you Brittany Hamilton because thus far, <laughs> until today, well, I'll just, today's the first day I've ever heard that name. Yes. <laughs> so why have I always known you to have a different name? First of all, welcome, and then tell me what the hell's up. Thank you for having me. I'm to be here. <laughs> so my Instagram handle is Brittany Leister. My middle yeah. name is Lee. When I was changing, oh, creating a handle, I'm a lot about aesthetics as a person, and so mm. anything aesthetically I could choose with Brittany and Hamilton were not available. I'm not an underscore person. There's, I'm the same way. There's a few things I that I just it. won't do. It's so. too many steps to get that one character. Exactly, and I didn't want a, a large series of number after my name was also the only other option. So <laughs> I went with my middle name. Me and my sisters call each other Seaster. And so my middle name is Lee, and my handle is Brittany Leister. As in, like, with an accent? Like, hello, my sister? Like, my sister from New Haven? Yeah, I've there was a, there kind of, but My sister from New Haven? It's funny. And Jose Jimenez. It was a whole thing. My name is actually in my bio, but it's a common, uh, it's a common misconception. My last name is Leister, and it, it's not upsetting to me. So all week I have been... Um, promoing you and talking about Brittany Lee. Brittany Leister's going to be, we're very excited. Brittany, have a conversation with Brittany Leister. But people know that because okay. of my handle. So I think. Well, but then doing research, you have a different Instagram. Do you have an Instagram with? I have two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of them, my, what I want to do with myself um, is build a brand around myself and cars and fashion and use nice. everything that I'm personally passionate about and use that to do something very unique to me. Um, it is something I feel in my soul. It's something I'm excited about doing, but I'll always continue to take photos of cars. Yes. So I wanted to keep my personal account that I've had for many years and have my work and then do another account, which is I'm Honey and the Bee, and okay. that's the photos of me with cars. And I wanted to keep those two things separate so that it's obvious what I my work see. is. Okay, yeah. so the Honey and the Bee is more really work. Um, so that's Is that right what we're calling that's more of like a well, we call that a digital portfolio maybe uh, maybe so but I didn't take those photos which is why I wanted a differentiation oh. so you understand this so that's the one where you're talent and then the other one you are the f photography talent. yes yes so like a personal page and sort of a brand page I guess mm. how does that fit with you with the old PR world everything's changing it depends on the goal of any of it yeah how about this goal I don't know what the goal is. <laughs> to start a brand where you incorporate all of your interests, right? Yeah. Cars, and as, fashion, photography. As things are growing, I see that there's potential opportunity for both accounts to do different things. Mm -hmm. But I really did see a lot of growth within being able to use my eye for fashion and choosing certain cars. And I the car is my muse. I choose an outfit based on the car and oh. want to create beautiful imagery in that way. And I had a That's thought, you know, I can start this and put it all in one thing, but I just wanted there to be a, a separation between the photos that I take and the ones that someone else has done. Mm -hmm. I like giving credit to people, to be honest. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So you ask them to tag that work one um, instead of your personal one? I tag... Everyone that that participates, either it's the car owner or the photographer that took the photos, okay. they're all they're all cited there. Um, and then the other ones, it's just that's all of my work on Brittany Leister. Mm. So. I love it. Yeah. So today we'll be talking about Brittany Leister. Great. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Brittany Leister Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> uh, tell us about you. How, we'll get to you know what you do and everything today. But like, how did how did you get 
there. I don't know so, when we met. I don't recall. I can't remember where or how any of that happened, but we, we know you now. Yes. Um, cars for me in a big way came into my life about three years ago. Um, there was a good friend that had some cars, a GT3, a GT4, a McLaren 12C, and I got the chance to ride and drive in a few of those cars. And it was the GT3 that really was like, oh, mm. oh, I get this. <laughs> like really downforce in a car and just being in the car with someone who knows how to drive well. It was, it was that for me that really change things. I thought cars was kind of a boy thing, but then I found right. really beautiful cars that perform at a really high level and it it was just a moment that clicked for me. Um and I started getting really nerdy about the the names of them and the facts of them and the details of them and it was it was a feeling. Um wow. and then a year and a half ago, the Grand Prix in Long Beach in 2018, my little brother came out for it. He does car photography as well and we ran around together for two and a half days and shot cars and I was like elated and I thought all the smells all the sounds yeah being there it was it was the most incredible time and it was something that I did continuously for two and a half days and I I wanted more of it and so that was the first time I shot cars and I just didn't ever stop since then holy cow yeah well I mean I think of you as being a car person like a car you know what I mean because when I see you yeah. at car events that's where I see you I guess mm-hmm. I don't go to a lot of fashion events <laughs> I go to a lot of car events so you're right <laughs> so you know what I mean so it's like so I guess my point is um you dove in like really deep yeah I looking back historically in life there's been something always that I was really passionate about for a certain time I played volleyball really competitively um from 14 through college and then I did was did you a, like it or was that because of your height and you were pushed into um, it as no a kid? I, I loved it okay. I wasn't pushed into it it was an actual interest awesome. and I it was something that immediately I was like I could be good at this and yeah. so I played in club I played in college and I I did that I didn't do much else during that time um but that was my focus and then I was a dental hygienist for seven years, and I what? loved that what? anyways. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> because I you got to... Yeah, you also don't seem old enough to have had these lives. <laughs> wow, okay. Thank you. Um, but I I got to have one-on-one time with people and, and do something to actually change the course of their health. That may not be something that everyone thinks about when, right. in regards to dentistry, but... Um, I realized that my ability to connect one-on-one with people was really my forte. Um, that communicator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do better. I'm what I guess you would call an introverted extrovert. I spend a lot of time by myself, but if I'm with people that I enjoy or that I can connect with, I can become very extroverted, which happens with cars. And the company you keep around those cars <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> it's hard not to laugh around bruce brown yeah oh bruce. <laughs> oh bruce oh that's funny all right so that's how you got in and then you jumped in with both feet um yeah. no doubt about it what about your childhood before the college before the volleyball um, and stuff what kind of so kid were you where'd you grow up How's i grew up in mesa arizona oh. um i am one of six children where do you um, fall within that I am number three, but this is always funny to explain because there was three girls and then a seven-year gap and three boys. My parents were married for 38 (laughs) years, so yes, the same family, but I am technically baby girl, Right. and then my youngest brother is baby boy, so middle child is not my... It's not Not my stereotype, even though I am number three of six, so... That was that. I funny enough. That I, is some complicated math to explain to somebody. It makes perfect sense, but yeah. it's convoluted as all get out. Yeah. Historically, I tried to think back 
were, was cars ever a thing at that point? When I was 16 years old, my next door neighbor was an attorney. He did some work and got a trade for a Lamborghini. Whoa. And so it was this, like, I would say, like, Amethyst Metallic is the closest thing you can call it. <laughs> but it was this car parked out on the street in front of my next door neighbor's house. And as a 16 year old, I'd never seen anything like that. And I was smitten. And I didn't know anything about it, but the doors and the, the lines, I was like, what is this thing? But I didn't have, cars were not in my life the way that they are in LA now. It was, it was stimulating, but you didn't bits. know why or exactly. what. Exactly, yeah. I had no idea. Um, there's a photo of me, this would have been funny. Um, in like 2007, I was visiting California with my family and the G-Wagon was my favorite car in high oh, school. Oh yeah, I like that too. Still is one of my very, yeah. very favorite cars. There's this photo of me standing like holding the door handle, like pretending to hold the door handle <laughs> <laughs> from years ago that I was like, see, it was always there. I just didn't know, I didn't know how or what about it was in cars, but and then the I hindsight, of course, is twenty twenty. Once you find your thing, then you look back and it's like, wait a second, there were actually some stepping stones here and there that got me to it. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't realize. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Good for you. You're doing the work. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's what kind of kid you were. Sort of not really into cars, but what about you? What about you as a kid? Um, I were you a troublemaker? No. Good student? I think having two older sisters, I was always a very good student. I liked school. I liked learning. I liked being good at things. Um, you're very I, nice. You seem like a very, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're very nice. Yeah, I, I would say. I hate to say that about somebody, but it's no, true. No, but I was, I would say very like con conflict avoidant as a child. I, I, my older two sisters got to kind of show me the ropes of things to do and not to do. And so I felt like as a teenager, I was a bit more of like an inline person because... I just and I was also so busy with volleyball. I played right. out eleven out of the twelve months of the year and wow. never have done snow sports or other things that may have endangered my health because volleyball was important to me to get to college and I did that. So did you get a scholarship? I did. Oh wow, that's yeah. great. Where'd you go to school? A Division two school called Dixie State in Saint George, Utah. You know what? I never went to college, so I don't that's okay. no, I no judgment from me. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. It was <laughs> the mug of Michigan State of Michigan. U of M. Yeah. Almost said, sorry. No, <laughs> oh, man. Was, the look. Woo, sorry. It was the U a, of M mug behind your uh, head there is Mrs. Ryan's alma mater. It was a funny thing because my dad, when I was a junior in high school, was like, you need to start applying to colleges. And I, like, directly to him was like, no, dad, I'm going to get a scholarship. And I was so sure of it. I didn't know how, I didn't know what or when, but letters came to my house and, and it, I felt right about it. And I look back at anything in my life that has worked really well for me. I was sure about it. I loved it. And things just started to happen. And You're that's exactly kind of right. how this has happened with cars so quickly for me. Manifestation, man. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Good for you. Well, so you knew that that young or you kind of I, already tapped into it even though you didn't know what you were doing? I didn't know it until I started learning about this kind of stuff maybe a year and a half to two years ago. But I mean, you tapped into that ability. I mean, that's kind of like some super. I can backtrack stuff. on it now. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. I don't think I knew it at the time. I think it was an actual. I manifested that for myself, but I didn't know I was doing it as a seventeen-year-old. Um, but looking back now, anything that worked out that well for me had those three. I believed. I didn't think there was any reason it couldn't happen, and I wanted it. And it was from within. It wasn't an ego thing. It was just something that I desired. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know, I know exactly these things and I can look back and say, oh my gosh, I did that. But, but when the now, motivations are pure, it's amazing the magic that can happen. Yeah. Um, I made a decision after about six months of shooting cars. I thought, you know, I know some people that do this for a living. I'm good friends with some automotive photographers and I see their incredible life. But I don't know that I see myself being gone that much, being that busy. And mm -hmm. so what 
how am I going to make this mine? Um, also committed to just one thing. That's right. was always hard for me. Um, and I, I know for sure, interests. right. And a lot of photographers do a lot of different things, but I knew for me it was, it was cars. And so about six months in, I was working on a patient one day and I just had this idea. Of You're still a hygienist at this point. N- not, well. No, at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yes. It was up until June or Sorry, July of this year. Um, Anyway, I had no idea. (laughs) Anyway, um, I had this, I would call like a download that said, put yourself in the photos with the cars and make it fashion. And it was, I played with Barbies until I was 13 years old. And like looking back at all of these funny things, I'm like, I always liked pretty things and to style things and to have design as a, you know, aesthetics has always been a big thing for me. And so it was all these things that I'm passionate about with art, design, selective cars, not all cars, but cars that I'm attracted to. Mm -hmm. And then styling myself to create a story, to tell a story either for the car or put it in a different way that might open up an artistic eye for people. How do you feel you've done with that? You feel you're you're achieving that goal? I mean, yeah, it's, I feel like timing is the one thing that I'm not in charge of. Um, So if I... So you can just do it, right? If I'm sure about it, um, I I started telling people in November that I wanted to do that. And that's when I stormed into the Porsche community all of a sudden. And I just got all of this influx of support and help from Bruce and Paul and Mark. You, I, we probably met you around then. Yeah. It's like you'd been there forever though. Yeah. And that's, but that's... The thing That's about awesome. when it's right, and I knew from the beginning that, yeah. okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it's just kind of really snowballed since then in a lot of ways. That's awesome. I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. So what, I mean, God, I, I don't want to skip ahead. Okay. I still want to know about where you, I mean, how did you get from Mesa, Arizona out to okay, here? So you know what I mean? Good and, question. Okay. Um, I was in a relationship um, oh, he sorry. Was, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. This is, this I, is have life. A, I have a knack for this. This is life. Um, I was in a serious relationship. He was in medical school in California. My last year of dental hygiene school, he was already out here. So I drove out every other weekend just oh. to keep some continuity there. Um, but quickly after moving here, we knew that it wasn't going to work out. And so it was very amicable. All was fine. Oh. But now looking back, I think... I was recruited by Berkeley in, in high school for for volleyball, and then this this relationship. I moved here, and it didn't work out quickly. And so I think I was always intended to end up in California somehow. Right. And so that was sort of my bridge to get me here because there was no nothing retained with that. It would just we broke apart, and my it life just continued. got you here exactly. It was, it was a bridge yeah. to get like me that, here. I had that something like that too. It's so interesting to hear you talk. Yeah. So there was that. And then I've lived in LA for almost seven years. So I was in Culver City, I lived in Santa Monica, um, and then to Long Beach, where I have told a lot of people I feel like is my hermit crab shell. I get to do a lot of cool and fun things in LA, but when I go home, I'm just home in my apartment that I've created this really nice energy in. So it's nice to, to yeah, have things I, slow down. I personally grew up in a bedroom community, so I like yeah. that also. Yeah. Uh, it was great all the years we lived in Venice and everything, and it was nice and it was great when we were young. But like, <laughs> I love living in just outside the city. Sure, yeah. And it's great. Yeah, there's benefits yeah. to that. You're, I don't want to ask you this question because it's inappropriate, but you, you seem younger than – you seem to have achieved this uh, understanding, this enlightenment or whatever, younger mm-hmm. than perhaps some. You know, I've had this conversation even with some of my hygiene patients when I would work on them just about things I was going through in my life and, and perspectives that I've, I've come upon. And even 
people in their 60s and 70s have told me that, that, you know, the way that you look at life is really unique for, for your age. And I feel blessed. I feel grateful. There's, I've been through some difficult things, but I feel like each one that I've gone through, if I could immediately see why it was a good thing for me, my life rose very mm. quickly. Like I would feel this it's perspective. Change yeah, perspective. Like it's, I think life is, is a wave. Um, and <laughs> if you, yeah. if you nice. are getting tossed in a wave, that's shitty. That sucks. Um, but if you are so sure that this dark time, there's something light on the other side of it, that's ring true for me so much. And it makes the hard times almost feel like this magical yes, time because, because you, you know that something big and good is coming on the other side of it. Yeah, or you're learning or growing stronger from it or whatever. Yeah. As long as you can change the perspective to, right. oh, why me? To like, all right, let's right. get through this to the next thing because it's going to get better. Yes, and if it's something that's repetitive, if it's something that, oh, why me? Oh, why me? And it's the same thing that's happening, yeah. then there's something in me. That, <laughs> I don't know why, but it's you. <laughs> that, I, that I need to change or I need to learn how to respond differently to that situation in order to say okay we're done with that we've grown um but i've had moments like that where i responded differently to something and i was overwhelmed with this very like peaceful calm of okay we're done with that you move on yeah yeah you didn't think you wanted to you didn't think you were gonna but you just move on and sometimes it happens in ways you don't expect it to but it's how do you mean got an example um I mean, because you know, I, I use the term magic sometimes because no, and I've I seen do too. things happen that like just they're really you can't make sense of it. You I, can't do the math on it. It doesn't work out. No, I mean, I I do too. I think that um, my dad passed away earlier this year in oh, in March. It's okay. He had a form of lung cancer that was not treatable, and so we knew it was coming. We didn't know when, but all right, what day in March? Um, March twentieth. Okay, it doesn't matter at all. But mine also from lung okay. cancer in March. Okay, Long so um, but I. I was there with him for a bit of time. I came back to LA and I had coincidentally, I think now at the time, been invited to a lot of really cool car things. There was like five things in seven days that I was invited to and it kept me really busy mm, during keep that your time. Mind occupied. Yes. And I was at this event at P Zero World the night that he passed away and I was trying to be in both places of I know going to these things is important for me in my future and I know my dad would want me to be doing these things. Um, but I was having to manage what was actually happening and where I was presently and just getting to balance those things and realize that I can be present in my emotions and I can be present in what I love and I don't have to stop my life hmm. just because something emotional is happening. I can still Interesting. go forward and do things and enjoy where I know I'm supposed to be because okay. if I would have said, no, I'm not going to do this photo shoot. No, I'm not going to go to this this movie premiere, I know I'm not going to go to this event, I may, I would have missed out on opportunities and yes. I would have under any other circumstance not had said no to those things. But because I was able to be present with all of those things and with what was going on myself personally, I feel like it was a huge growth moment. Absolutely. So things like that where you just choose to react differently and blessings come. Again, that's a very yeah. enlightened perspective. That's somebody who is able to zoom out and look at the whole thing and go like, what are you worried about? Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. Putting, it's tough to do. It is. I'm, I'm not going to say it's it's easy by any means. It takes a lot of daily presence to know that. Could you ever go back? Could I or would I want to? or No, However I can't. you want to do I, it. I, I, don't, honestly, I think the answer is the same. No, I feel like once it's like you can't unsee it once you've seen it. And I can't. Even with people and observing psychological situations and how people behave and why they behave, mm. I can't unsee what I know. And sometimes 
in little ways you could see it as a burden because it's like being a bird on a perch like you see a lot and maybe you don't want to see that and maybe other people don't want to be seen but i can't i can't go you back you can't turn the power off yeah no. i know and it's it, weird but it feels magical and i would rather have that absolutely yeah well i think that you are the type of person who probably will do a lot of good with it especially yes. now that you're following your your calling as i like to yeah, say yeah you're doing what you were intended to do what <laughs> yeah. you were sort of made to do mm-hmm. um i know that our life has changed dramatically once i started we, we make the jo- i don't hear any voices but we make the joke <laughs> from the show of like once you start listening to the voices once you like you know yeah. you listen to whatever like hey you should do that inside like, yeah you should just try that like yeah. oh, I'm, too, I'm no good <laughs> but that's the thing i would say that there's there's like three voices one of them and this is in a book that by michael singer that i read called the untethered soul and he talks about how there's you and there's the voice in your head that talks to you and how could you be the person that voice in your head if you're the one listening to it and so that was a differentiation for me where i thought okay we're talking about conscience now probably sure yeah yeah you're you or whatever you know however you want to call that but um knowing that me with my myself with who, who i knew to be i'm never going to talk negatively about myself or throw doubt at myself or if I can label doubt fear or any of those things in my mind you almost create that as that's an entity that's a person and that that couldn't be me so learning how to not so you break down those barriers yourself yeah to make sure so to to check in with yourself yeah so if I have a great idea or a gut instinct to do something that's scary okay is this scary in a bad way or is this scary in a way that this makes Exciting, me feel scary. and I yes, want to do this. So yes. if anything, yes, but if anything after that comes where it's like, oh, but are you sure you can do this? Are you good enough? That none of that is your you. That's just the mind talking. Yeah. It's yeah. the body going, I'm <laughs> scared of this. And that's okay. But, but the, whatever the voice is, is not scared of it. It's zoomed out. It can see the whole mm-hmm. game, the whole board, the whole mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And once you get more, present with those feelings of this is a scary thing that's good for me mm-hmm. all of that doubt kind of just starts to get quiet are you do you feel that you're kind of like in the flow of life like right now you're yeah. in the swim i do i do i just got back from monterey mm. and i well, hang on you literally just got back from monterey right like literally <laughs> yeah, last yeah. night i yes um i stopped to see a friend and then i got back yesterday um so i took a very long you said you slept Slumber. for 12 hours. I slept for 12 hours. <laughs> Good for you. I, you need to. Good I for require you. a lot of recharge, especially if I'm doing something so energetically outputting for five days. Um, it was incredible, but it was a lot. But I, with that, the moment I realized I could go was about five weeks before it. And I thought, if I can just get myself there, which is an investment, mm-hmm. if I can just get myself there, if I'm supposed to be somewhere, I will be. And I got to be in a lot of really incredible places. And all I, I literally felt like I was magic. Like oh, as great. ridiculous as that may sound to some nope. people, it was the most incredible time. I That's love fantastic. hearing that. That's so <laughs> great. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff did you do up there? I mean, obviously, we know about the auction. We know about the wonderful yeah. Porsche Zentrum. We've had uh, yeah. Ray Schaefer and uh, the people checking in, obviously, from all wonderful. the places. Uh, what did you do up there that was uh, specifically exciting? Was this your um, first time? Blah, it was blah, my blah. my first, my inaugural car week, um, and I felt like I you know, did it with a bang. I had some wonderful friends in the car community that either through Instagram or through meeting at car shows 
were able to provide me opportunities because they had extra things, have been doing, doing this oh, for a really long nice. time and just had the ability to share. And so what oh. did you do there? Okay. There so I, what was that? Did you shoot? I mean, I, don't I did. I had my anything. cameras with me the whole time, um, but I got to do it for myself. I wasn't there working for anybody, but oh, I knew nice. that me being there was working for myself. That if, if I can be in the eye of opportunity, then I will meet people, have conversations, and just let it flow. Great. So um, I got to dress myself and style myself in fun ways that I felt really fit my personality and go and take my camera with me and sort of be this enigma of she's dressed this way, but she's also like squatting down and taking photos. And Oh, <laughs> that's how I met you. I took a picture of you squatting, yes, taking a photo did. at some event. Adam, Holy it was cow. the fundraiser I a, I for the Woolsey Fires. I, I took a great picture of a great car. I don't even remember what it was. And then when I was, of course, editing it, whatever, I was like, because like on the other side, she's taking the same, the opposite. Uh, yeah, and then somehow people commented, Paul Kennel, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's how we met. Okay, yes. all right. So I'm, I often get photographed of me because I'm, I, I'll either getting sit the on the floor or squatting down and people. I think, but so, that was my thing, getting the shot. Yes, yeah. so I was at uh, the McCall's party and uh, Lisa Taylor saw me oh, and started taking photos of me shooting the cars. And so it just ended up being this funny thing. And I got a lot of photos that night and actually through the entire week of me doing that. So that was... That's just a funny aside, but um, I got to go you to the- Lisa Taylor flying L racing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, Gordon, Gordon McCall's, they do a, a, a jet party. It's at the airport. Oh, that McCall, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful cars yes, and yes. jets. And it was, so that was I saw was pictures the, of that, yes. Yeah. So that quite, was Wednesday quite, night. Quite a nice evening. Yes. <laughs> yes. Up in Monterey, that was- mm-hmm. When I was a kid, McCall's was like a mom's magazine. It was, <laughs> like it was patterns. Like I don't know. Or, but yeah, so. It was just patterns. Just we used to have patterns of like clothes that my mom- would make like all McCall's. <laughs> That's all I could think of. Oh, there we go. Now I get it. Like okay. a good housekeeping. Um, yes. Um, no, this is Gordon and Molly McCall. Yeah, much different. Different. <laughs> much different. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. So that was the first thing. And then Thursday was the Pebble Tour. So you see the cars that are going to be at Concourse on Sunday. Um, got to walk through and see them all up close and personal. And so they then, weren't driving. This, this is when they're Not all yet. on the street, And then right? they drive. Um, so oh, they're they're on on the golf course, and then they, well, I guess a little aside from the golf course, and then they, they drive they do down to Bixby Bridge. Yeah, there we go. And so then we were there um, watching the cars leave, and then we drove down to Bixby and, and got to get some cool photos of that as well. Um, Those are the greatest pictures because then was, you see the cars in motion and yeah, they're out and moving. And- definitely. Um, I still have a lot to learn about photographing cars in motion but it went okay Uh, (laughs) um, after that I got to go to RM the preview so I didn't actually get to attend the actual auctions but I got to see the cars at RM without a do you know our friend Ramsey Potts from RM Sotheby's no really he's always very well very well put together a lot of energy hey it's Ramsey I got to meet Owen I didn't didn't mean Ramsey but that was fun got to um, see the Ferrari collection that was being sold and be told all of these interesting facts about it so that was neat do you understand are you able to do you have capacity for all that stuff because i don't Um, i don't necessarily i don't and to be honest not growing not growing up in cars there's a lot that i don't know and not every car brand is something that i'm drawn to sure um but i can appreciate things that other people have curated but when somebody like a paul kennel who knows all of the stats on every year and every option and all the stuff and then when they start like go and i'm this is rude this is very rude i'm not this is just the (laughs) universal sign for paul kennel talking when that happens it's kind of like my eyes gloss over because like i know maybe the first 
half a second of what he's talking about and then it's just like yeah no i it depends if it's something i'm super interested in like the mclaren f1s that were there i was super happy to hear things about that there's certain car brands that porsche yesterday Porsche, Aston Martin, McLaren, Mercedes, Koenigsegg, Bentley are probably the, the brands That's that I'm dream. the most drawn okay. to. Um, but part of it is because they're just such, well, McLaren is different, but um, they're very just timeless and, and oh, articulate yeah. the new kid. brands. But I love that because sure. they, they do the what they do. Yeah. And I, they, I feel like they did ways, it with racing first. Now they're yeah. doing it with streetcars. I feel like in ways I'm a bit of a disruptor because I don't, I don't come into this doing things the way that everyone else has done it. Um, and I that's why think, you're going to succeed but I yeah. think you're I, a common fool yeah so but, am I. but I'm okay with that and until something comes up to, into my life where it's like you need to do it this way or you need to have this way this Great but I Great but I don't <laughs> but I don't fool. think on <laughs> <laughs> truer words were never spoken. oh my sorry go ahead that's okay that's okay <laughs> so seeing the the McLaren F1 HDK at at RM was incredible. There are certain cars that's, that I feel like stop me in my tracks and I start shooting them and I just can't stop. And okay. so that's really... Is it you'll see a line or the light or you don't even know? The, it's just I have an emotional resonance with cars. Not all of them, but with some of them. And with Even Porsches, when they're sitting sure. static? Yeah, even when they're sitting okay. static. You just get I a feeling. It's, I mean, I, I feel like because I didn't grow up in cars, I come at it it from a design and aesthetic perspective and then some fresh eyes and some cars even if i know nothing about them it's like i'm drawn to i'm drawn to the right cars it's like oh that there was a db5 on the lawn at pebble concourse and it was just this incredible incredible car james Um, bond one that you were you did a story about yeah um but there's there's just certain things that i may you may you know put a bunch of cars in a room and i may not know anything about them and i'll for some reason pick out the ones that also mean something to someone else yeah i'm that way too yeah you can find the quality or the story or something there you're drawn to yeah i think it's because we read between the lines in general we live life between the lines a little bit yes the three six nine of it all yeah i think there's um i got to i got invited to the uh the aston house by laura schwalb i got to meet her at quail which was a really cool moment yeah and then i got to actually see the dbx reveal um oh you were there that night martin's new suv they did a few different showings of it but um i actually cried when i saw that car whoa they had a video um, about the history of things and that they've been building sports cars for 106 years. And then they had a little presentation before showing the car, just saying about how much love and passion and just the words that they were using to describe the art that they create really resonated with me. And so wow. when the sheet came up and I saw the car, I it wasn't just like a tear. I like had tears coming down my face and I had an emotional connection to that car. And I've that's not the first time that that's happened, but wow. it was just another signifier to me that like this is really where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to That's be That's what it says to me. That, that, that was an emotional release. Of, I'm on the right path. <laughs> yeah. I'm Tell on people the right I path. had an emotional response, but yeah. It, people are going to get it. Like it's yeah. just, it's, it's weird to have it's, that it's connection to back. something Absolutely. else, but yeah, it's yeah. pretty rad. And it was also like a moment of gratitude being like, I, there's could be a lot of reasons why I shouldn't be here, you know, like why I shouldn't have been at this party or at this event or that. But in I stopped asking why once cool things started happening. I just oh. thought that if I'm here, it's because I'm supposed to be. And people see and feel the way that I, that I am and my authenticity and how I go about things. And maybe the fact that I don't do things differently. And I am a little bit of a disruptor, but... You um, do do things differently. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I 
I'm going to continue to do that. And I think it's working well for me. And I don't know where it's all going to go, but. You're going to be just fine. Nobody's worried yeah. about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's more like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? It's more like, hey, how do we help you steer your ship where yeah. you want it to go? Um, I, along can, those Is there lines, anything we can do? No joke. Is there anything we can do to help you? Other um, than obviously this and telling people about you and having people go check out your you Instagrams know? and stuff? I, I don't know. I think I'm not the type of person to ask people for things. And so. I because think, you draw, you attract them, right? Once they're right and once you know. Yeah, I think a little bit about what I know about my energetics is that I I am supposed to be the most me and do the things that, that light me up. And yeah, if I am doing those things, that the right opportunity and the right people will be drawn. And I feel, I feel that. It's magnetism. And it happened at Car Week every day and got louder and louder and louder. And I got to participate and be a part of some just incredible things. And I had moments of stepping back and just looking like, look what happened this day. Like of all the events that happened this day and going back through and it was just, I was overwhelmed with gratitude that. That'll do it. That'll only make I mean, more magic happen. By yeah. The way. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that I am very, I think saying no is powerful in a lot of ways. I think because I'm new at things doesn't mean that I need to say yes to every opportunity that presents itself to me. Agreed. Um, Good for you. But Stay I think Stay on your that, path, whatever that is, yeah, period. But I think that... Just, those things are just shiny things. Yeah. Yes. Squirrel. Um, tests. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> totally. But I think that Hi, by being very sure with, with what my path is and waiting for things that feel like a yes for me, um, things often are either a yes or a no for me, and I know kind of right away with people and, and things. You know um, it from other places. I do. I, yes. it, it, I feel it. Um, and so if opportunities, or opportunities arise that are a yes for me, um, I kind of like the idea of not really knowing what those are, where they're going to come from. And having so, the faith that they will come when you need them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm doing what I want to do and I get to pursue this, doing what I'm wanting to do until December 1st, I have the ability to just go into this full time. Um, what happens where December 1st? I, oh, that's I like get you to make budget, a, like I get you've to, made mm -hmm, your own schedule. I get schedule. to make I a see. decision of where my life goes from then. But in another way. Wow. When in did another you set way, that? Date. It was after I had back surgery. Okay. Um, I'm glad we're talking about that. Yeah. I was going to, you just said, oh, I shouldn't have been in all these places. It might not have been. <laughs> right before you went under the knife, you had some mm -hmm. serious stuff going that that is, it resonated with me because I have neck and back issues. Yeah. Can you tell everybody what happened? Yes. I had a nine millimeter herniated disc at L45. That's the third time I've had spinal surgery and um, on your back, in 10 L4 years. And L45 is somewhere in the neighborhood of the lumbar, yeah. right? Yeah. So lumbar. where your tailbone is, it's, there's... L, uh, L5 S1 and then L4 5 is the one right so above really it. So low. very low. Um, I've had that one worked on twice and L3 4 worked on three and a half years ago. Um, the one three and a half years ago, my entire right leg went numb and I have some permanent nerve damage in my right leg. So, in ways, I can resonate with what it feels like to not have your body working properly always. Yeah. It's taken, it took me seven months to learn how to walk normally again and that I feel like was humbling in a lot of ways. Um, with but physical I wouldn't, therapy. Um, no, just with time, my, my muscles had to adapt and figure out how to, how to redo that. Um, I, there was tripping and falling. There was a lot of just re rebalancing things. And I took up reformer Pilates, uh, last January and that kind of really changed things for me. It gave me a way to still use my body in the way that it won't, it could be used and feel strong about it. I gave up volleyball entirely because I, 
I was good at that for a time, but I don't need to chase things that I used to be good at, yes. and I would never be able to play in the same regard that I used to. And so I just said, if you that's know, also not going to be your career, why are you? What's the? Well, some people do it forever. Some people chase who they were in high school. And, oh, I see. You know, <laughs> and I just <laughs> yeah. And I just I just had a moment where I was like, you know, I really loved that, but I think I'm at a moment where I can find other now. things that I love. Yes. Yeah. People um, say that to me a lot about swimming, and it's like I would love to go sit in the pool, but like my endurance is not the same. Yeah. Like I used to swim literally for two and a half hours at a time and then be in the work workout room yeah like, i don't want to do it if i can't do no that. and that's a thing i think is important to get to where if anything that you're doing doesn't make you feel good or yeah. if anything you're doing without it being a learning process or without mm. it being something that you know i i want to do this and so let me go through the struggle needed to get me there if you're continually doing something that doesn't feel good to your body or to yourself it's just not for you. And, and to be able to make that decision is important, I think. So I had surgery seven weeks ago. Again. Seven weeks um, ago. That sounds so <laughs> nuts. I, I feel like you should be in bed. But well, I was. Monterey for, car I was for a yeah. while. But I think the timing of everything, like. Um, I feel like I saw your pictures. And then I saw you walking around PEC. And it was like two weeks later. Yeah. I went to right? John Benton's two weeks later. And that was my first social outing after my surgery. Um, Maybe that's what it was. But I didn't take my camera with me because I still wasn't able to. I couldn't bend or twist for five weeks. You're not going to go do your... No. So once I finally got my camera back in my hands, I was really excited because this is what I love. But the time of sort of being in bed and being calm and not having plans for four and a half weeks was really special because I felt, you know, this time is actually a gift. I was able to have this surgery in a timely place for me to be able to go to Monterey and be totally healed but if my life is going to get much busier after all of this happens, then I should I should take this time as an actual gift of healing and calm. You need the decompression, yeah. the whole reconciliation, all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I got Just to do a lot of head. Yeah, I got to do a lot of photo editing and getting caught, caught up on the content that I'd had from previously and it was it was a really special time. I like That helps lighten the load as well sometimes yeah. getting through that stuff. Sure. The digital yeah. dump. So yeah, I got to you know, six weeks out from surgery, be in Monterey and people were like, how's your back? And I said, honestly, I sometimes forget that I was even in pain. And that's the most incredible outcome Whoa. I could have expected. Awesome. But the pain was gone immediately. Um, but the thing that was cut out of my back was three and a half inches long and nine millimeters wide. And it looked like it was giant. from Alien. Yeah. I know. I know. My surgeon, every it time he like- sees me, was like, I still can't believe you were walking. But I'm... I don't know. I'm self-sufficient in a lot of ways, and I'm the type of person that if if I need to do this, if I if I'm if I need to work full time to support myself, if I need to follow my passions, I'm going to do all of those things that I can in the capacity that I want to. But I'm very good at saying no to things that I don't want to give my time and energy to, yeah. because as you guys were saying earlier, regardless of who you are, what your life circumstances, time is valuable, and who you choose to give that to and how you spend it is important. Yeah. Um, and the more that people become present with that, I think the more value they bring to their own lives. So, I have literally zero worry for you. <laughs> Does you. that make any sense? You, yeah. you are going to be so fine with anything that you want to do because Thank you've you. got it all. You have all of the pieces <laughs> and they're even in the right places. Thank you already you. have it. You've put it together. You're just waiting for the results. <laughs> Does that that's, make sense? Like the yeah. puzzle piece from the no, movie, like, oh, it's assembled. She did it. Now it's just like, oh, you're going to collect that stuff. Your magnet is strong. Yeah, that's no, that. Thank you. Sorry. That's really powerful. <laughs> well, I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things right before car week that I realized that. Sorry. 
We like and people anything, crying on the show. I'm the new Roy Firestone. Anything that I that I want or innately desire, I am worthy of. It's not a time that I need to wait until X, Y, and Z is done. It's just affirming that belief in myself that if I want these things or if I have always seen my life looking a certain way, it's because it's supposed to at some point. So just losing any sort of limiting belief or thought that I'm not yet worthy or in time or I'm not deserving yet I I rid all of that and had a really strong moment with that right before I left for Monterey and I feel like it came back to me immediately in that time so. it's gonna keep coming back magnified <laughs> magnified magnified you got it you got it <sighs> you're pushing the right buttons <laughs> yeah and you're, you're putting wonderful love out into the world and wonderful art thank you and this is the stuff that that we need especially right now i'm not thank trying to you. get political but we're going to be in another art renaissance solely from the fact that you can 3d print everything today yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. homemade bespoke items no, are the future it's technology is incredible the things we're able to do the things we can do with cameras you know i think there's there's an, an analog love with with film and with air-cooled porsches and there's a technology love with you know hypercars and pdk cars and and mirrorless cameras there's you, a whole you different... brought a polaroid and an iphone today yeah right? or a, whatever yeah. some sort of yeah. digital <laughs> yes i i have my little brother shoots film i have a lot of good friends that shoot film and i think that art is incredible but it's a whole nother medium of of attention and the way that i am about certain things i have my my Sony that I love and that's my workhorse and I have my Leica Polaroid that I like to take snaps of because it's fun and cute and yep. and I have them littered all over my apartment because they're just memories. Um, but I have you always been into photography? We didn't even really you hit know. That. Um, I want to say yes. So I but before like, cars, you were already in right. Like yeah. in seventh grade, um, I had a friend that took a photography class and I wanted to do that, but I didn't have a camera and being in a gaggle of children in my family they didn't come from (laughs) I didn't come from wealth and so asking my parents to invest in something that I just I didn't want to ask that's a high ticket item too yeah yeah, and so but now understanding that if you're you know passionate about something there was always a way Um, but I never asked that's right if you wanted to play the saxophone they would have gotten you a saxophone I played the trumpet for five years there you go (laughs) but that was given to us because I and again you look back and I wanted to do something and we found a way without having to purchase it. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, it was always something I had an interest in, but until I was in the position where I could buy myself a camera, um, and then I just taught myself how to use it, and I feel like there's probably things about it that I don't know that I should, yeah. Yeah. but I'm, yeah. I just learned it in my own way, and I do it all in the way that makes sense to me, and um, I feel like I can only give so much focus to certain things at a time. Like, I don't nice want to have... Many, yeah. <laughs> Only have like many cameras because I shoot cars and that's mainly what I shoot. So I have a camera and a twenty-four to seventy lens that works well, and yeah. and that's what I have. I don't yeah. feel like I need the whole array of everything to do you what don't. I do. It's not about the equipment. It's yeah. whether they what is the best photographer. I don't care name a name in the world. Say what the best camera is. Whatever one you have with you. I mean, quality is amazing, but you can take. I mean, photos have been taken of me with iPhones that you wouldn't but be able whatever to. Whatever you have with you yeah. is the right one. You it's know about what I mean? it's about framing and it's about if when if you have an emotion behind what it is that you're doing people can tell i've always firmly believed it's about the photographer and not the equipment it is it is it's about the eye and my dad was a commercial photographer he's the one who taught me all of that stuff and it's like i guess he ingrained it in me yeah it has nothing to do with how much you've spent on the lens it really doesn't it will make your pictures better but like yes there's a there's something to to make the good picture there's something to be said about quality there but yes you can take 
amazing photos with lesser equipment. Can I ask you why you follow exactly 1,111 friends? <laughs> sure. Um, I under, I don't care about the friendship aspect of it or the following. No, why that number? That. Yes. Um, From a 111 guy. Yes. No, good question. Um, I Repeating numbers are a thing for me, and not just that number, but in ways that number is, is one of them. I think that 1111 is sort of the universal number for spirituality and manifestation and things like that. And so my follow followers count was edging up 900. Once I started meeting car people, it was like going really fast. And I just thought, you know, there's a way I had already started paring down things that I follow my Instagram follow the people that I follow are people that people that inspire me. Um, accounts that lift me up, um, people that I feel like I can call expanders have lives and lifestyles that I want to have someday. Um, it's all happy things. And so mm. I wanted to cap it at a number just to not, it, just not have it be something frivolous that yes. I'm just adding and adding and adding. I, I want to curate it. And so I kept it at that number because that number seemed special and relevant to me because it was, I had already passed a lot of the other ones, I guess we'll put it that way. Um, and so now it becomes even more curated. If someone new comes into my life that I want to follow, I go through the list and I take somebody out so I. and I keep it so, so confined. And in ways I'm like, at some point this might start offending people because if I start unfollowing people from years back that I don't actually keep in contact with, but it's not about them. It's about me. It can't me. be about that. It has to be about you and yeah. what you're doing. And I do the exact same thing at 9-11 for the yeah. exact same reason. And I had a funny, yeah, I, I had a Solely funny. Solely because of the Porsche thing. Otherwise, it would be one eleven or 11-11. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to hit 1,111 followers on by Luft. And it happened, or by my birthday, which is the day after Luft, but it happened on Congrats. May 11th. And so it was just this really funny moment of like this really special day for me. And these nu- and numbers mean a lot to me. And me the more that you see them and you put meaning to them, they, they pop up everywhere. Then all yeah. of a sudden the patterns start revealing themselves. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> and what? They, this they, can't possibly be real. And you're yeah. like, but the math checks out. I know. And they, they find that they mean different things for different people. Yeah, but, sure. But well, I'll it's go a personal to, thing. Yeah. It is a personal thing. Yeah. I went to this, um, this like self-love event um, a couple months back. And I left and I was feeling very, very high vibration. And I left and I drove out. I was in downtown LA. And there was a... A, a neon sign that said honey and which was like I'm honey in the bee yeah, for my thing and then I turned and looked left and there was a triple seven light up sign as well Lucky. and so seeing those two things together was just like okay you're doing like this is you're doing the right things and so whether you want to really apply meaning to what a specific you know multiple digit means or if it's what it means to you when you see it and then you tell somebody about it and they're like, you're crazy. Get That's back okay. on the plane. People can think I'm. <laughs> they're only funny. looking at the one thing. And that is crazy. Yeah. But if you, if they could see all of them. The spread of Then it there's a pattern. The they yeah. just can only see the one. It is crazy. Yeah. It's an awareness. It's the zoom out thing. It you is. are going to be just fine. Thank you. Not worried about you at all. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to talk about today while you're here? Also, feel free to come back anytime. We love you. Thank you. Okay. Um, but I mean, for today. Not necessarily. I feel like I can. Do we cover everything that you wanted to like talk about? I go with the flow, so I don't. I don't know that there's anything else that I would have wanted to. I didn't or... have an agenda other than okay. crying and laughing, and we've done both. Yeah, I think we've done <laughs> win all of the things. I am. I'm a bit of a a nerd in every regard, and cars, and spirituality, and do you fashion wake... and passion. Do so. you wake up with the smile and this enlightenment and this um, everything, or do you have to do that? I. I feel like I, at this point in my life, I'm just kind of in it. Like I'm, 
I'm good for you. You wake up it. that way too. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's huge. It is. And I, again, feel very grateful at my age to, to know the things that I do, but it was not without going through struggle to get here. Word. Yeah. Powerful word. I love it. Thank you. I asked you about Bruce Brown. All right. Health, <laughs> childhood, cameras, cars. We got it all. Perfect. <laughs> Mrs. Ryan, what else do we have to do? Let's see. We got to do a billboard. Uh, you're on social media. We talked about it, but let's yes. do that anyway. Make sure we get that out of. Get both. All right. Social, Instagram. Let's have it. Hey, what are we doing? What's your Instagram? <laughs> oh, uh, Brittany Leister. It's uh, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-L-E-E-S-T-E-R. Awesome. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hi. We're on. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, there's that. And do you have anything to plug? Are you going to be anywhere this weekend? Are you doing um, any car stuff or are you going to just kind of go to bed and relax? I think that I might be doing a event on Saturday. What is it? Can we say it? Or is it a private secret thing? Um, not necessarily, but I, I don't generally tell everyone where I'm going before I go. I don't know oh. why I do that, but, I but see. I'm probably going to be seeing the Valhalla this this weekend, which okay. is Aston Martin's, one of Aston Martin's new vehicles. Cool. I saw it at Car Week, but I'll get to see it again on Saturday. Well, you so. made a lot of friends up there, so yeah. it makes sense to keep that relation, those relationships Absolutely. alive. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Thank awesome. you. Fun. All right, so there's that. And then Sunday, if you're not doing anything, we've got the Cars and Coffee Los Angeles over around the corner, which is always a good one. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. I haven't yet made it, but... So that's what's going... Oh, really? And then, well, hang on. And then for everybody else, tomorrow, tomorrow's Breakfast Club. Have you been up to Breakfast Club yet? I did. You I think that's where I Club. first met Nicole. Okay. Yeah. 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 We. I think we have pictures of that and stuff, mm-hmm. too. We do. And Bruce Brown. With Bruce. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, tomorrow is Breakfast Club, everybody. Please come on out if you feel like it. Uh, Nukens opens at 9. We get her, uh, around then and usually stay till close to noon. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, ah, it's 10 o'clock. It's a dead day. We're going to leave early. And then, like, 11 o'clock, somebody shows up or a bunch of people show up and... Never know. It's lunch. Lunch at Newcombs. <laughs> uh, that's it. And then next week, uh, other stuff. Another bunch of guests. It's a full week. Yeah. I didn't write any of the names down. Do you know anybody? Uh, nah, only Wednesday stuff. <laughs> Everything else, is, I, it's a comedian. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> Everything else is up in the air. Fell apart right at the end. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's all right. I love you so much, Mrs. Ryan. Brittany Hamilton, we love you so much. Oh, thank, thank you, you very much for being here. Thank and thank you, you so much for me. putting out your energy in the world. You're going to be awesome. You're awesome now, but like, don't worry about a thing. We love everybody at home. Please love one another. Thank you very much for watching. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Thank you. But also, I'm never sure what's going to come out of my mouth. And I'm like, well, now everyone knows this, so here we go.